0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can also follow the show on Twitter at L-O-ThunderPod. Email the show, L-O-ThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 5 362 This is Locked On Thunder, the daily podcast about... The Oklahoma City Thunder. Follow anywhere you get your podcast from, including the Odyssey app. And on today's show, we're going to talk about losing culture and if that's a thing and if the Thunder are going to develop that. And we're going to get into the week ahead for the Thunder and also the game against the Washington Wizards. But let's first start with the idea of a losing culture. As the Thunder now are 20 and 40, and they've lost 13 straight games, of course, that makes them 0 and 10 in their last 10, and they sit fifth on tankathon.com, and they're only a game and a half out of fourth and two games and a half out of third, which would put them at 14% odds to get the top overall pick and put them with the best chance to get the top overall pick because one through three share that 14%. Well, the worry now, as you look forward in the schedule, and it looks inevitable that the Thunder will break their uh, all-time losing streak, which is 14 because the schedule does not get any easier. They take on two Eastern Conference powers in Philadelphia and Boston coming up to break the record. Unless something dramatic happens, either the Thunder play extremely well or the Sixers or Celtics rest a ton of players, it feels as though this losing streak will at least reach 15. The question becomes, is there such a thing as a losing culture? Are the Thunder developing a losing culture? And what does all these losses mean for the future? And there's no such thing as a losing culture. That's not a thing. The thing that happens when you lose a long time, right? When, When you are in a purgatory like the Kings are, you have bad ownership and you have bad front office members and you build a bad team. But if you put LeBron James and Anthony Davis in Sacramento, just because they're playing for the Sacramento Kings... They're not going to be bad. They're going to be good. They're going to have the exact same success they had in L.A. The jersey, the logo, the practice facility, none of that matters in terms of wins and losses. That's why LeBron can go quite literally anywhere in the NBA and he'll win. He's simply better. Cultures in the losing side of things, they don't, they don't mean anything. It's the players that aren't very good. It's the ownership group in the front office that's not very good. It's the coaches who aren't very good. It's not the culture. It's not the team. Now, you can create losing habits just as though you can create losing habits in your everyday life. But the culture itself, right, the idea that because the Thunder have lost 13 straight games and because they're going to have their only second under 500 season since moving to Oklahoma City, the idea that because they're losing now, they'll always lose is ridiculous, and that these players will always lose is ridiculous. First off, you have to take a step back and think, who on this team that's playing these huge minutes and is losing these games will be here for the long haul and will play meaningful minutes? In this game, Poku, Baisley, Dort, and Maladon played big minutes. And those all are solidified pieces of what you want to do moving forward. The rest of the players that have played big-time minutes is Isaiah Roby, Kendrick Williams, Seema Luke, Ty Jerome, Tony Bradley, Most of those guys will not be in Oklahoma City the next time this team wants to win a championship. And if they are on the team, they're not going to be playing 20 plus minutes a night. The losing streak, the losses this year have nothing to do with culture and has everything to do with you don't have a good team. And this narrative that some people are choosing to tout out there that, oh, they're losing too much, they're going to create a losing culture. And I can't believe how embarrassing these losses are. And oh my goodness, these players should be embarrassed of themselves and they should do this or that the third It's lazy. It's lazy content. It's lazy old school sports talk radio because these players are not sitting down on Zoom with us and talking about how pissed off they are every single game. Then that means they don't care. But if they did come in here in the Zoom meetings and they did act pissed off, then we'd get on to them for that as well. It's why players don't like the media. It's why players don't enjoy talking to the media because you'll just pick the opposite side of whatever they take. Right. And, And this idea that in order to convey your point in order to convey your frustrations you have to flip over tables and start screaming at people is ridiculous it's neanderthalic it is a philosophy that that sports talk people have that they haven't evolved since the 70s like it's just stupid and if you're sitting there right now saying that you're ashamed of the players for not being more mad at their losses then you're just stupid and you're not watching the games because losing culture doesn't exist losing habits can exist And certain players have a ton of losing habits, including some that are highly regarded in Oklahoma City. But when you watch this team play, and this is what it all boils down to, and here's the problem, you're looking at the box score, you're looking at the the record and saying, and, and just creating your opinions, and you're not watching the team play, this team's playing hard, and this team's playing the right way. Give me an example of a player who has bad habits right now, who is taking away from the team, who is not putting their best foot forward to win, who's not giving all-out effort every single game in the midst of this losing streak. They've lost 13 straight games, and yet every player to a man is playing their hardest and playing their best. The problem is, folks, it's not a culture. It's not habits. They're just not very good. There's a reason why these players were outcasted. There's a reason why Kendrick Williams was only signed to be traded and not in a good way. There's a reason why Sam McHyluck was kicked to the curb with a second-round sweetener for Hamanu Diallo. There's a reason why that Moses Brown is on his second team on the two-way contract. There's a reason why Jalen Horb can only play one minute in this game on the two-way contract. There's a reason why Tony Bradley was just comfortably a sweetener for George Hill. There's a reason why Isaiah Roby was traded because they'd rather cut Justin Patton and sign Willie Colley-Stein in the year of our Lord 2020. These players are not very good. And it's okay to say that, and that be the end of it. You don't have to search high and low for this unique and incredibly dumb take of these players are always going to lose. Guess what happened Kevin Durant's first three years in the league? He lost. Are you going to say you don't want Kevin Durant now? Guess what happened? Russell Westbrook's first year in the league, they lost a lot. Do you now no longer value Russell Westbrook? Is that why Russell Westbrook can never win the big one? Because of that one year that he lost? Losing culture is ridiculous. It's a lazy take that people contrive just so they can waste your time and act upset in a year that you can't have much emotion. They miss being able to live and die with every game, so they have to make it up. And this is a great way to do it by making up such a thing as losing culture. Find me the bad plays. Find me the plays that Teo Maldon's making, that Lou Dort's making, that Poku's making, that Baisley's making, that are bad habits that they're creating and not correcting and that they're playing less hard than they were at the start of the year. Find me those plays because you can't. Because the truth is every player on this roster has improved from the start of the year to this point in the season. And every player... On this roster continues to go out there and give their best effort every single night with the condensed schedule, with the pandemic, with the limited practice, with every other obstacle. They continue to go out there and continue to try their hardest. They just fall short because they're young, they're inexperienced, and they're not very good. Look, I I can't tell you what's happening in that locker room because this year with the COVID now everything we're not in the locker rooms. We're in the Zoom meetings and. The Zoom meetings, they've told us that the locker room mood is not very good after losses, but they snap and clear, get over it, and move on because you can't dwell on this stuff. And and again, the alternative would be that we hear a report that Lou Dort goes in there and starts throwing chairs around and punching lockers and starts screaming it left and right. And what does that solve? It doesn't matter how much Lou Dort screams, or Mark screams, or Sam Presti screams, or I scream, or you scream, or we all scream. It will not make this team any better because over half this roster belongs in the G League or was on the fringes of being an NBA player. And that's why you're losing. It's not a culture thing. They're not playing bad habits. They're not playing uh, without passion. They're just not very good, folks. You purposely built a bad team. And everyone who's watched this team is able to say, although you purposely tried to be bad and build a bad team, This team still gives a 110% effort every single night and they put their best foot forward and that's why you praise Mark every single day. And that's why you are encouraged with what Mark has done even as the record is 20 games below 500. But the problem for most people is it takes too much effort to actually watch the game, to actually listen to what they're saying and to actually evaluate what's happening. It's far easier to just be lazy and throw out these one-liners that mean absolutely nothing without any deeper thought And we have too many people who want to be with a sports media platform that don't want to put the work in. And so they'll make up fake sources, and they'll talk about one-liners that are outdated, and they won't actually do anything but that. But coming up, let's dive into this game against the Washington Wizards. Almost everyone plays well in this one, and we'll talk all about it coming up. But first, I want to tell you about good friends over at Indeed. Indeed Indeed.com is the place that you want to go You're the hiring expert for your company and you really need the help making your shortlist of qualified candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier and you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your qualified shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster, only pay for the candidates that meet your must have requirements and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you qualified candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately. And Indeed skills test that on average reduce hiring times by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skill tests and add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applicants that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than any other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com. Slash locked offer valid through June thirtieth. Terms and conditions may apply. I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked fifteen to get fifteen percent off your next order. That's Locked fifteen gets you fifteen percent off your next order at builtbar.com. They have six brand new flavors: caramel brownie, cooks and cream, cherry Garcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They're soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. They're great for the health conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them today by going to builtbar.com using promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 as the promo code, 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Again, folks, your next order not your first. So if you've used this before, you can use it again. BuiltBar.com, lock 15% off your next order. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream option. With only 17 grams of protein, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carb, and 130 calories, you will not want to miss it. Cookies and cream option, BuiltBar.com, promo code lock 15 gets you 15% off your next order. We are back on Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. this at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E. I just want to tell you right now about our friends over at the Locked On NFL podcast because this year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from the Locked On local experts as well as the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page. That's Locked On NFL on YouTube. Subscribe over there and watch live three-day coverage of the NFL draft, April 29th through May 1st. Check that out during the draft. It'll be live on YouTube, locked on NFL on YouTube. So to lead off the Washington Wizards game recap, you know where I'm gonna go with this. You do, if you listen to the show before. There is basically he did it. 32 minutes of efficient basketball. He put it all together in this one while defending Russell Westbrook. He goes 32 minutes, 20 points. Six rebounds, five steals. And what we've been asking him to do, because he's had the counting stats, he's had them since he's returned, the counting stats. But we've been asking for a complete game, an efficient game, and he did that. 50% from the floor, 60% from three, 62% from the line. So you gotta work on that a bit as he continues to get to the line more. He takes eight free throw attempts, makes five of them. And this team all year long has struggled a bit with free throws. They're young players, they'll kind of grow into that a bit. Even the starlet SGA struggled at the start of the year, especially three throws, especially clutch free throws at the start of the year. But this was a complete game from Darius Baisley. And I've really enjoyed how he's accepted the challenge of of taking on guys like Russell Westbrook. This team was a lot more active in the passing lanes in this one. They got 10 steals as a team and Baisley had a team high five of them. So, so Baisley plays well and you continue to see his progress and his aggressiveness. And then Tail Maldon plays really well. And we worried a few games ago that he was maybe hitting that rookie wall. But in this game, he goes for 20 points and 8 assists on pretty efficient numbers. 45% from the floor, 66% from beyond the arc, 85% from the line, 8 assists, 2 rebounds. Maldon was really good in this contest. And despite the loss, Tao played some winning basketball in this one. and made some winning plays in this game. Lou Dort was also awesome defensively. He returns in this game and he takes on Bradley Beal. Now, Lou Dort does not have the offensive numbers you want, despite scoring 18 points. He only did it on 33% shooting from the floor and 14% from deep, but goes to the line seven attempts and goes seven for seven at the stripe. Eight rebounds, one assist, a block, only one turnover in this one as well. Uh, Lou Dort, besides the shooting efficiency, was good in this game, played some good defense. Uh, But one of the stories from this game is... The fact that Moses Brown plays just six minutes despite starting without getting hurt and instead they start Tony Bradley in the second half and then mostly go small. I mean, they had Isaiah Roby playing the five a lot. That's why he gets up to 28 minutes off the bench. And it certainly feels like the Moses Brown experience might be coming to an end and he might go away of the Deontay Burton route from a guy who gets converted to a 2 a contract to a full contract and then only lasts maybe a year. It certainly feels like he's already fallen out of favor with Mark, but this is still kind of early on. You're still kind of exploring the roster. I will say that in a vacuum, Tony Bradley's a better NBA player than Moses Brown is. But Tony Bradley, even while starting the second half, plays just 11 minutes. And you're seeing Mark do what he said from day one he's gonna do. He's gonna prioritize versatility, gonna prioritize players that can do multiple things. And Isaiah Roby's one of those guys on this current roster. And as we get into the offseason, here in about a few weeks for the Thunder and you start mapping out next year's team, you're going to have a roster crunch with all the draft picks you have coming in. And then you possibly bring Vit into the fold, and you possibly bring in other players. For a player to bring in, you got to bring somebody out. And so when you start looking at the chopping block, as you already have three built-in add-ins, because you're at least going to use one second-round pick and two first-round picks this year. But you have the option to use up to three second-round picks and two first-round picks. So that's five guys you're bringing in, and you have to shuffle the roster around. So finding the players who are falling out of favor is pretty interesting. I think that Tony Bradley in his 11 minutes, though, played well. I think that he played really well. Four points in this one, three rebounds. He just didn't get the opportunity. He didn't get the minutes. And him and Ty Jerome run that pick and roll to perfection. Ty Jerome in this one shot 42% from the floor, 33% from beyond the arc, and had four assists on his way to seven points. I liked what Ty Jerome did. Kendrick Williams plays well and just kind of does his role. And, and Kendrish Williams is one of those guys that you can just kind of sharpie away, right? You just can sharpie in his box score. He'll give you a handful of points, a handful of rebounds, and a ton of hustle plays in about 24 minutes on good efficiency. That's kind of exactly what Kendrish Williams is going to do at this point. But of course, as most games go, all eyes were on Alexei Pokoshevsky. And he does not have the best box score. 8 points, 3 for 10 from the floor, 30%, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc two for two at the free throw line, three rebounds, one steal, two blocks, four turnovers. Uh, that does that not jump out. She has a good game, but the fact that Pokoshevsky can continue to have the confidence that he has, it's, it's the pass faking, it's the trust and belief in his skill set, and he's going to have those wild plays. He's going to have the plays where he throws the ball off the backboard and you have no idea what he's trying to do. It looks like he's trying to have a self value contest out there. You're going to have plays like that. But the fact that even as Mark gets onto him and even as he makes bad plays, his belief in himself never wavers. That's the difference in being a great player and a bad player. He has the tools. He has the skill set. It's very raw. It needs to be molded and it needs to be shaped and it needs to be formed. But he has them. He has the tools. And as long as that confidence does not go down, you have to believe and trust in the best player developmental staff in the NBA. And contrary to popular belief, one of the best cultures in the NBA. But in his first legitimate offseason, he'll be able to progress significantly. And every offseason after that and every season after that, he'll do the same. Because he just simply has too much upside and too much talent. We've seen it. We've seen his work ethic. We've seen his ability to progress. He's a different player than he was before the bubble. He'll be a different player next year after his first offseason. It will not eliminate the young mistakes yet. He will still be one of the youngest players in the NBA. He will still be in a transition period from a second division in Greece to the NBA. A talent jump that is significant, to say the least. But the fact that his confidence and his skill set never wavers tells me that he'll give himself the ability to... Regress into that great player, that good player we think he can be. In this big Washington win, Russell Westbrook was incredible in this game. 37 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds. He shot 60% from the floor, 75% from beyond the arc, 85% at the line. Just awesome. I mean, this was was a vintage-like Russell Westbrook in this one. He was incredible in Oklahoma City. He got into that jawing match with the Thunder Bench for some reason that we don't really know about. I don't think anyone in the wizard zoom asked him about it. And uh, it was just him being competitive according to Mark. So kind of an odd thing that happened, but nonetheless good job for Russell Westbrook. You know, Lou Dort plays well against Bradley Beal, but he's still exposed for 33 points because he's Bradley Beal. And I'm rooting for the wizards to get that play in spot in the Eastern conference. I think that they can be a fun team to watch. Uh, if not just for a couple of games before the actual playoffs begin, the MVP of this game will be Darius Baisley. I asked for him to be efficient and put it all together. He did just that. The Moneyball pick, I picked out Ty Jerome, and of course, Tao Maldon shoots four threes, or makes four threes, shoots six of them, and he leads the team in three-pointers. Ty Jerome only has one three in this one. For some reason, I love picking Ty Jerome, and it never works out for me. I don't know why I keep going back to Ty Jerome. I'm going to have to change it up next game. But coming up, we're going to preview this week ahead for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Will they ever win another game? I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. While football is over, you can still bet on the NFL. How? On the NFL Draft. Bet there right now this week as the NFL Draft starts on April 29th on betonline.ag. You can also bet on the NBA, MLB, and NHL, which are all in full swing right now. BetOnline even covers awards. It covers TV shows and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline has you covered for the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Whenever you do, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. So go to BetOnline.ag, use our promo code LOCKEDON, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. We bet on every single Thunder game you can too by going to betonline.ag. Promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to say right now about our good friends over at the Ultimate Mock Draft. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 is presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and the Odyssey app It's happening right now, featuring analysis from the NFL experts such as Michael Irvin, Jason LaCanfora, and Brian Baldinger, as well as our local experts for every single team making trades and picking the stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Odyssey is your new home for all of sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Let's get into the week ahead for Oklahoma City. And they reach now their next segment of the schedule. And it does not get much easier in these first few games. They go on the road after a brief stop at home to break up this road trip. They have another back-to-back after two consecutive days off. They were off Saturday and Sunday. They're back tonight in Philadelphia. And then they'll be back against Boston on Tuesday in Boston before returning back home for a little mini homestand. So this week, the Oklahoma City Thunder will take on the 76ers in Philadelphia, Celtics in Boston, Pelicans in Oklahoma City, Pacers in Oklahoma City, and then Suns in Oklahoma City. They have two back-to-backs this week, and then they have a Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday-off split. That's how the week shapes up. And of this stretch, what's a winnable game? Indiana could be winnable at home, depending on their health and if they get anybody back. The Suns, are they going to rest a ton of guys? Are they going to rest players or not? Are they going to still be gunning for that top seed? But they're not as far ahead of the Clippers as you might think to where they might have to go for it to remain and hold on to that second seed if they want it. The Pelicans are in desperate need of winning if you go into that Thursday game. So I think that your best chance this week is Indiana. And you might be able to do it against Indiana. But if Boston and Philadelphia play, your buddy these next two games then you're going to see your losing streak go to 14 today and 15 tomorrow. And that will break the franchise record. And then you'll see if you can snap it against New Orleans or Indiana or Phoenix to end the week. But this week should be pretty cut and dry. I mean, you should lose to the Eastern Conference Powers and you should lose to Phoenix. And then if you split the games against New Orleans and Indiana, so be it. The next week of games, though, To start the end of your season, whenever you play Sacramento three times and Golden State twice, that can really impact a lot of teams' futures, including Oklahoma City, in this race for a 14% chance at Cade Cunningham. Because really, you're not trying to get the top overall standing leader on Tangathon. You're trying to get in the top three. So you really only need to make up two and a half games, which is a lot of games. But we'll see if Detroit can help you out a little bit and win some ballgames they shouldn't win. Same with Orlando. I think that if I was betting right now, I'd say that you hit into lottery night with the fifth placement in the pre-lottery odds, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the game against Philadelphia. Wednesday, we'll recap the game against Boston. Thursday, we'll have another draft pod. And then on Friday, we will recap the game against New Orleans. So follow along on the Locked On Thunder podcast anywhere you get your podcast from. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey,
1: Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.